she generally wants love, but she doesn't believe that it can happen for her. And oftentimes she feels like it's a waste of time or the men are a waste of time. And so um, because she isn't emotionally connected with men, oftentimes she will be more physically connected to them, right? Sexually. Do you feel like the hard girl also has, there's a lot of hurt there. And mm-hmm. so this is a shell of trying to protect herself. And so therefore she's not going to really let him in. And so there's work there to do on trusting yourself that you will survive whatever. Yes. I always think that trusting other people are really, it's really always about trusting yourself. Yeah, exactly. Right. 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 Yep. That, that like, you know that you're going to be good with or without this person before, during, and after this person. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yep. definitely yep. it's for her, but um, this more foundational wound is is also coming from the mother, right? And the mother not being attentive to her needs emotionally, specifically. I said, how did you wake up this morning? <laughs> What's up, girl? My name is Rika, and thank you so much for listening to Single You, the podcast. Whether you've been listening for a while or you just stumbled upon me. Hello, I am a certified NLP life coach. Now, NLP, let's get nerdy for a second. It's neuro linguistic programming. You can Google the rest of that if you want to know the rest of the nerdy stuff, okay? So I'm certified in that area, a.k.a. the single girl's life coach. I am a self-love coach and a boundaries coach. Listen, I got that boundaries and that self-love on lock, okay? All right, so I am your host and also the founder of this podcast and Single You Academy, which is my online coaching program, community, and resource for single women. Now, before we get into the episode, let me just put a little disclaimer out there, all right? I am not a licensed therapist, so I am not to replace a therapist, but I will say this, a lot of my clients, they have me as their coach, and then they also have a therapist because it is my job to hold you accountable to the things that you say that you want. So if you want to stop tying your worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser, you need help on that self-love and boundaries area, then I would be the coach for you. And maybe one day that coaching relationship with you and I, yeah, it's just me and you right here, hey, (laughs) will happen one day. You can always reach out to me. My Instagram is open to you. On Instagram, I am just me, Rika. And of course, I will put my name in the show notes. All right, that's it. I'm your host, Rika, and let's get into the episode. This is Single You, the podcast. love overachieving. <laughs> you have a whole episode on love overachieving. And I'm actually going to put that in the show notes because we're not even going to be able to touch on everything that you touched on in that episode. And that episode is so good. So the homework that I am giving you, yes, you girl, as my listener is to go to the show notes and click <laughs> on our, because this, ep- yeah, it's so good. So anyway, 
you said, let me, um, you know, because I have notes. I'd be taking notes on it. Okay, girl. We okay. love notes. Okay. We love notes. Um, this is what you said on that episode. Being a love overachiever. Let's see. Okay. So many people struggle with dating or love scarcity mindset, especially after a breakup. It's the negative thought that you won't receive what you actually want. And it's actively preventing you from finding love. So let's talk about love over achiever, what that means. And also that quote, let's dig deeper. So for you, what, what's the definition of love over achiever? To put it in really simple terms. It's really about doing too damn much. You know what? <laughs> it's doing too much in this love game, right? Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I do with my clients really early on and when we work is actually I tell them, talk to me about all of your goals. Yeah. Health, education, career, yeah. social, romantic, so that they can actually put this, put this into perspective that you actually have a ton of goals and this is just one of them. If you're making this your be all, end all, right? Live or die by it, then of course you're, it's going to be a very unpleasant experience because you're putting so much pressure on yourself to achieve this goal, whether it's being in a relationship, being married. So any slight deviation from that is going to feel like, as we talked about before, a failure. A failure. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But in reality, right. Dating relationships, this is all about getting to know who you are inside and out. And so every interaction is actually an opportunity for you to learn more about yourself. This is a learning process. This isn't about, did I win or did I not win, right? And overachievers think about it. It's a zero sum game. I, it's either a 10 or it's a zero. But I want you to know that dating specifically now is about you getting comfortable and running your marathon at a pace of a six or a seven right? Instead of going hard, because when you go hard, um, men are actually intuitive as well. And they're going to smell the desperation. And that is actually that attracts toxic and narcissistic men. Um, and also, it's actually not hot and sexy, because men are going to actually feel like you actually just want this, you know, cutout person to be your person. And you might not be just interested in me. Right. And so love overachieving is really kind of stepping back and understanding why do I want the things do I, that I want? Do I want it because I want the status? Right. Or do I want it because I think that I deserve this and it's going to be a net positive in my life? Right. So there's a lot of things happening. There's like putting so much pressure on yourself that you're actually failing. <laughs> right. It's like, I want you to think about dating as like, a, like, if you watch the NBA, it's like any, any regular season game. Whereas so many people who are love overachievers will think that every date is the finals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> win or lose that you see it in the blogs, like win in love, you know, like yeah. when to get, you know, it's like, oh, this is not, I feel like we have to stop thinking of thinking of it as the game. But anyway, keep going because I want you to finish your thought. 
I I yeah. say the love game because a game has rules, a mm-hmm. game has statistics, and I also don't want you to take this thing too seriously. Yeah. Because yeah. I want you to have, like, games should be fun. Yeah. So I often say love game, not because okay. I want Reframe people to win, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I want you to have fun. Like, part, like, it's so interesting that so many people actually are not themselves when they're dating. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Because yeah. they're trying to, like, ask the perfect questions and be super witty and perfect banter and all of this. And it's like, girl, that's not how you talk. Like I always tell people, okay, send me the actual screenshots of your conversation. I'm like, no girl, that's not you. That's not how you talk to me or respond to me. So why are you doing it here? I always tell my clients, and I'm sorry, I'm cussing so much on your no, 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 very no, Christian not. podcast. Yeah, listen, no, I'm <laughs> a cussing Christian. Don't do that to me. I tell, I tell my clients, you have to talk your shit. Yeah. Talk your shit. Yeah. Talk your, talk as if you were talking to your best friend, yeah. your cousins that you haven't seen in a couple of years in the family reunion. That's how you need to be approaching this yeah. because that's you, girl, yeah. right? Not yeah. this like buttoned up, like interview-esque like perfect you know, situation. Woman, wife, and that's what a love overachiever will do, mm-hmm, right? They mm-hmm. think that they have to play a part to get the role, right? It's not an audition. And a lot of people, a lot of love overachievers will approach this as if it's an audition. And that's where they go wrong. That goes back to even, even the part of like having to reparent yourself because, you know, I'd be taking notes, like I said, in the beginning of life, Everything is, you do this, you get a reward. You do this, you get a grade. You do this, you'll get the trophy. Dep- you know, depending on grades, if you're in sports, do you know how many cheerleading ribbons I have? Because we we won the whatever. I have so many certificate, most whatever, and to achieve this and to achieve that. So somehow we copy and paste that mindset into the lane of dating. Mm-hmm. So if if we have been in you know, the last three relationships we've had and they've, they haven't worked out. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to move away from using the word failure. They have not worked out. We see that as a failure and we're like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I suck because I didn't achieve the goal in life that is to get married and have kids. Right. And I'm saying air uh, using bunny ears as air quotes, because one of the questions that I ask my clients a lot too, and we 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 talk about and work through is why do you actually want to be married? Yeah. Why? Is it because for me, I just thought that was the next step. When I was growing up, I never saw anybody. Well, I'll say this. In my immediate family, everybody was married. And then even my extended family and some of my older cousins, they all had kids. So I never saw a woman who wasn't married and or had a kid. I never saw it. Never saw Little Rika at five. Everybody was married or they at least had kids. Never saw it. So I thought that was just the next step. And I had to, especially because I look just like my mom and she's pretty, okay? Um, I thought I had to be her. And so once I hit 30 and I was like, I'm not, if I was my mom, I would have two kids by now. I'd be married for like seven years and blah, blah, blah. And that that was obviously the breeding ground for me to become this love overachiever as I got older. Yeah, I think you make a really good point because I think so many women out there actually compare them there's themselves to earlier generations. Absolutely. Whether it's buying a house or being married or with kids. Do you under 
stand that like women couldn't even have a bank account in their name until the 70s. Listen. So when we talk about like what was happening back then and what our mothers and grandmothers had to do to stay afloat and stable, right? Um, We in this generation are in such a different boat and have so much more financial independence, agency, uh, salary, like, uh, you know, to the roof, you have like no potential, you know, limitations around that. Whereas before, maybe that were, that was the case, access to education, all of these different things. So I'm saying all of this to say that it, I think it's easy to say, oh, like I should, I should be where my mom is, but actually no, you yeah. have so many opportunities now that she didn't have. And your grandmother didn't have. And I, I, I tell my clients all the time, like, these opportunities are what they sacrificed for, yeah. right? For yeah. you to be able to travel the world, for you to be able to have this nice car. And so I, I, I try not to, like, it's not about, oh, I need to have this man. No, you need to live your best live life. It. That's what they sacrificed for, right? And the guy will come. Ninety. The the research, the stats say ninety percent of people will get married in their lifetime. So you will get married, right, at some point if you choose to do so, right. That's what the numbers say. I think that the work is about making sure that the person you get married to, you stay married to, and that is actually starts with you. Yeah, and you know it's funny that you say that about our grandparents and stuff and and mothers. I just had this conversation, shout out to um, Cameo uh, and Carla, uh, my Howard sisters, my bison, because we're always talking about being in our 30s, about to be 40s. (laughs) I'm a year and a half away from 40. Um, And in these dating streets and how we're just, we feel like we're so different from our parents, right? And our grandparents, especially. And I'm like, what if though, our ancestors did all of that work for us to be where we are. What if they are in heaven, wherever you believe in spirits, whatever, cheering us on like, yes, girl, I'm so glad you're traveling. I'm so glad that you're experiencing all these things because I couldn't. That's right. So thank you. Go be great. And not to say that if you're married, you're not great. I'm not saying that. I just want us and my listeners know this to stop thinking about life as the goal is to get married and have kids. That's not the goal. It's not the goal. So, and that's also not the thing that is going to sustain your happiness. It doesn't make you happy. Like I had my cousin on here, Linnea, who I have all the time. She's been married for over 18 years, three kids. And she let them know, listen, if you think marriage is going to make you happy, mm -mm, you got work to do. You have work to do. Yeah, so, the, re- the research says that there's not a significant uh, increase in happiness whether you get married or you're yeah. not. Right? Like yeah. the difference is so slight that it does it doesn't even it, count. It, it doesn't matter. It it mm-hmm. it, it starts it yeah. starts within. It starts within. So um, okay, so let's let's go deeper on this quote, and then I want to end on your definition of nice girl, hard girl, and hurt girl, which you have a whole podcast episode about as well and i'll link it in the show notes and again so your homework girl so many links. you're giving these people so much homework girl. I you're, am. The, you're the you're the hard teacher i am a hard the hard teacher you have homework <laughs> but guess what you can listen to this homework on your ride your ride a bike if you walk drive to work if you sit That's in right. traffic 
exactly. So, <laughs> okay. So um, I think we, we did touch on this, but I just want to see if there's anything else here. So you said um, in one of those episodes that I'm assigning, so many single people struggle with dating or love scarcity mindset, especially yeah. after a breakup. It's the negative thought that you won't receive what you want and it's actively preventing you from finding love. Let's go deeper. Tell me more. What do you mean by that? Yeah, I think that a lot of people have what I call love and dating scarcity mindset, mm -hmm. right? And I think it hurts a lot of people in this part of their lives. Um, dating and love scarcity mindset is really about not really thinking that there are people out there for you. Yeah. And so the result of that is that someone that is in front of me, I'm going to grasp onto even harder mm. because I don't believe that someone is actually out there that's better. And the other thing too is if you're used on a, I always use scales from zero to 10. If you're used to a level five in love, whether that's from your parents growing up, right? Then you have no idea that there's an eight, nine or 10. So you're, you're going to, you find a five person, you're going to be like, oh, this is it, right? Without even realizing that you may have what I call a love upper limit problem and that there might be more out there for you. Yeah. There's so many people that stay in relationships way too long because of that thought. I'm never going to find anything. So I'll just stay in this because I would rather do this than have nothing. They think that having a relationship that's at a level four or five is better than having no relationship or zero, right? And nope. I actually am, I actually think the opposite. Having a level five is going to hurt you much more than having nothing because a, a five will become a negative five real quick. Absolutely. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's not suitable for you. Right. Yeah. So um, we hold on to it because we think that having something is better than having nothing, even if that something doesn't fully serve you. And then also we have this we have this fear and anxiety because we don't we don't want to start over over again. We don't want to go back into the ocean. Right. Because it's really overwhelming. But here's where I think the, the deeper part of that is this the fear and the self-doubt that you're not something enough. You're not tall enough. You're not rich enough. You're not hot enough. You're not white enough, right? You're not skinny enough. And that's where the fear can really come in. Because when you have that fear that you're not something enough, that will translate into you feeling like you're not enough to actually receive the wonderful, intimate love from a great man. And that's where we can get into the self-sabotaging, where we are putting up the facades, the distrust walls that I call it, frustration, depression, um, all of those things that will prevent you even further from going out there and putting yourself out there. That's why we have so much start and stop when it comes to dating. And that's the thing that's going to kill you, the start and the stop. It's about the marathon and being consistent. Yes. Because with those experience that you have along the way, positive, negative, good, bad, or ugly, you get to learn more. You get to understand who you are in this love game. And you get yeah. to find yourself more and more, figure out what you like and what you don't like. People stop so quickly um, before they're able to get that momentum to actually really learn about themselves in a whole way. Because when you stop, 
when you start again, you actually regress and you have to start all over again from. Yeah. From, and from you're there. saying start and stop and doing the work and doing the work and also putting yourself out there. I feel like putting yourself out there is doing the work because yep. triggers will come up yep. and you're going to have to deal with them. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I, um, she knows, yes, you listening girl. Hey girl. Um, that I have said that before, like I just, in this dating game, I'm always like, okay, let me see what he's going to teach me about me. Let me see. Yeah. Let's just have fun with this, you know? Um, and, and, and definitely, yeah, having that mindset, I had a thought and, and now it's going. But what I wanted to say about what you just said. So we have to be careful about who we're listening to. And I'm not going to name any names, but there are a lot of relationship gurus or whatever, or podcasts or whatever that are very loud in these internet streets that I may have heard an episode from and people share clips that I no longer listen to because like you said, it is stirring up that scarcity mindset. If you don't bring something to the table as a woman, if you're not a size six, if you don't have a Kardashian body, you are not going to get this love that you want. Mm -hmm. The thing that everybody loves to tell me is I'm never going to find a man without kids. It's too late. It's never gonna happen. And so what I want you to remember, listener, is people are speaking through their lens and how they see the world. And or remember- their trauma. And their trauma, yes. Yeah. And remember, it's hard to become what you don't see. So people who have told me that, it's always people with kids. It's always people who are growing up in these neighborhoods where everybody is with child you know, baby mamas, baby daddies, or what have you. And and that can be in every lane. It's not just about kids. It's if they tell you, you're never going to find a man who's a manager. I don't know. I don't know what your list is and what you want, but be careful. Do you, do you talk about that with your clients? Like, be careful who you're listening to, the messages that you're receiving about dating. Do you, do you speak on that? Um, not really, okay. uh, because uh, people who are coming to me are pretty aligned with how I think about things. Okay. And the way that I think about them is that, you know, women actually lead relationships, mm. right? Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of, I think the coaches that you're talking about are probably male. Yes. And there yes. are a lot of men out there that are going to be focused on themselves. But mm. those aren't the men that I want my clients to be with. Exactly. I want my clients to actually uh, be with men that are making them the first priority. And so I have a whole way that I teach them how to date specifically online to help them vet and evaluate these men. Uh, I call it a funnel that all of the men have to go through before they even have a physical date with them. Yeah. And most men won't go through that funnel because they're focused on themselves and what they want instead of yeah. focused on what she wants. Right. And what I know for sure is that that is not a successful um, formula for a positive relationship outcome. So, um, you know, there are a lot of men out there that are dealing with a lot of trauma. And so yep. they can be, they can come off as very selfish and, and opportunistic and narcissistic. And those are the men that we try to avoid. That we try to avoid. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So the last ten, uh, eight minutes here, Let's mm. go through a quick, um, I thought I 
turned off my Facebook. So I'm sorry if people are getting the dings. Okay. There we go. Okay. Um, you have, um, a wonderful, uh, I guess repertoire of clients. Is that the word that have helped you define what you call the nice girl, the hard girl and the hurt girl. And so let's talk about those three. Um, and so I guess we'll start with the nice girl. What do you mean by the nice girl? Yeah. So just a little bit of background. Um, I've worked with hundreds, I hundreds of women, maybe thousands at this point. And so um, I'm, I studied statistics as an undergrad, so I'm very much about the data and research. And so I kind of compiled all of these different clients to figure out what are the actual commonalities, right? Who is coming to me and why are they coming to me? So um, as you just stated, right, there are three buckets of, of these women that I have found that uh, have certain needs, certain experiences. And so if you find that you are one of these girls, then I, I think this is an opportunity for you to understand like what work needs to be done, right? I think that was really my intention of doing this and sharing this right. with the world. So you asked about the nice girl. The nice girl is a people pleaser, right? That she generally compensates for a deficiency that she feels like she has, right? And Oftentimes, it can be about her looks, about her intelligence. Um, she just wants to be liked, right, oftentimes. And so the work is really leveling up the confidence and, and knowing and learning that you are the queen of the chessboard and you have all of the power, right? The other thing that happens too, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, but this is very, very um, relevant for the nice girl, is that she doesn't say how she feels or thinks right? And that she's actually very emotionally dishonest with the people that are around her because, and so the people around her can't emotionally trust her. Um, she'll apologize for no reason. If she, if you bump into her, she'll say she's sorry, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nice mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So she's got to learn how to speak up and also learn how to be more vulnerable about her emotions. And uh, again, um, the last part of the work for the nice girl is really about boundaries. Um, because she wants to please so much, she'll probably do much of anything for anybody, right? And people yep. will like her for that, but also yep. she'll learn to resent them because yep. she feels like she's not being taken care of, yep. right? Um, the nice girl is also generally a hopeless romantic. <laughs> so she loves the rom-coms. Yeah, and I was just about to say too many movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she's on Hallmark like a mother. Um, so yeah, I think that's the nice girl. In terms of the problematic relationship that she has, it's generally an overly critical mother. So uh, that's generally what happens for her. So we talked about vulnerability. We talked about confidence. We talked about boundaries for her, right? Um, those are the three focuses that she should have if she wants to level up her love life. All right. Uh, and I always say it is in your boundaries. You show yourself, you love yourself. Uh, and yeah. that is definitely something that I had to work on. So number two, the hard girl. Let's talk about her. The hard girl. <laughs> I was the hard girl. Where are you now? Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. 
the hurt girl we're going to get to her next but i needed to remind you about my goal of getting 100 reviews in 2022 so almost halfway there i see i have 41 reviews now and um you keep coming back week after week to single you the podcast and you may have even shared the podcast with your friend because you love the message okay could you do me a favor and leave a five-star review and also a comment because what that does is that is going to help share single you the podcast with strangers so you're sharing with your friends but by you leaving a review you can actually help somebody that you don't even know because that's the way the algorithm works the more comments the more shares that uh, content gets in this specific lane this podcast the more that spotify Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts will push it to the suggested podcast list. So somebody just like you will see like, hey, you've, you know, listened to this podcast or you're in this demographic. So you may like this podcast single you. So give it a listen. And that's how we get more listens. And this message goes global. So I'm doing the work and staying consistent. And then you can help me continue to push this message out there on a global scale by leaving a review. So could you do that for me, please? All right, let's get back to the show. Oh, but don't forget, if you want to talk to me, you and I can have a discussion. All you got to do is slide into my DMs. Okay. On Instagram, I'm on TikTok, email, Facebook, all of those links will be in the show notes. So if you have a question, I want to hear it. If you have a comment, I want to hear it. If you have a suggestion about a topic that I should talk about here on single you, the podcast, I want to hear it. And of course, if you're ready for intentional work, guided self work on yourself, <laughs> you want to hear about single you Academy and possibly get on the wait list. Let's have that conversation as well. So slide into my DMS. All right, let's get back to the show. I think a lot of women of color are actually hard girls and, and honestly too, a lot of Christian women are hard girls. So, um, when I say hard girl, I'm talking about the women that are very protected, have a lot of armor, and they feel like it's her against the world, right? That, you know, no one has really been there for her. And that might drive her closer to the Lord, right? Because she feels like that is someone who's always going to be there for her. Um, and so her trust in people isn't as high as maybe your average Jane, um, so this is also about learning how to be vulnerable so that she can allow people to be there for her. She needs to ask for help, which is another level of vulnerability so that she can have proof of possibility that there are people that can be trustworthy in her life. So vulnerability is one thing that she needs to work on. Um, she's judgy. She judges a lot. Right. And she's not accepting. Yeah. You yeah. might, she might fake the funk. And pretend like she's accepting, but inside she's judging, right? And yeah. um, she may think that she's better than other people, right? Yeah. Um, and what whether she's using her intellect, right? Her physical prowess, right? Her sexuality, her faith, right? To do that, but it's just masking an insecurity. And so part of the work I think oftentimes needs to happen is learning how to actually talk to men right? And to communicate with them because it will come off um, 
awkward. It will come off as um, not pleasant, not because that's the intention, but that's just how she's often used to communicating and it doesn't feel warm. So that's oftentimes like what she needs to work on um, when, when kind of dealing and engaging with men. And then she competes with them oftentimes to the hard girl. She wants to win at all the games. Am I saying I want you to lose against men? No, but I think this over competitiveness, um, especially with men, you will see that in some, some women, right? That y'all will be at a house party and she goes really intense on the, on the house party games. Yeah. Would that be the masculine side and, and getting out of the feminine side, That's right? Exactly mm-hmm. right? That's exactly okay. right. Yep. This is about her being in her dominant masculine energy yeah, and learning how to sit in her feminine energy a little bit more. I always tell my clients, you get to choose. You don't have to be one or the other. We have both energies, right? But if you want to attract a masculine man, then you have to have some f- feminine dominant energy to be able to attract. So, so we create that yin and yang, right? Yeah. Um, The hard girl is often proving herself through her hard work, whether that's at work or in community service, right? To to create her value. Um, She generally wants love, but she doesn't believe that it can happen for her. And oftentimes she feels like it's a waste of time or the men are a waste of time. And so um, because she isn't emotionally connected with men, oftentimes she will be more physically connected to them, right? Sexually. Do you feel like the hard girl also has, there's a lot of hurt there. And Mm -hmm. so this is a shell of trying to protect herself. And so therefore she's not going to really let him in. And so there's work there to do on trusting yourself that you will survive whatever. Yes. I always think that trusting other people are really, it's really always about trusting yourself. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. right. Yep. That that like, you know that you're going to be good with or without this person before, during, and after this person. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So definitely it's for her, but um, this more foundational wound is, is also coming from the mother, right. And the mother not being attentive to her needs emotionally specifically. Right. Um, So the hard girl, because of that, uh, will feel like if my mother can't do it, nobody can do it. So it's the world. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's talk about the hurt girl. And and as you're listening to this, if you want to DM me and let me know like which girl you think you are, I think that I've been the nice girl and the hurt girl. Um, And so and because I think that, well, let me ask you, do you believe that it could be seasons like maybe, you know, for sure. Okay, perfect. Sure. Yeah, yeah. We're so I, always evolving. And yeah, so yeah. there you're all there, most people are probably have a dominant one and a less dominant one. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's not like you just pick one. It's usually, oh, I'm mainly this, but then I have times where I'm this, right? Yep, yeah. So that's how I, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was the nice girl until I got hurt and then I became the hurt girl. So let's talk about her. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. hurt girl slash sensitive girl. <laughs> this is what I'm calling it, right? And I'm a cancer. So I'm, I'm a cancer too, girl. I'm yes, a cancer that's right, because you're early July. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. um yeah, the, the hurt girl is someone who um often misinterprets people, right? Um, especially men. Um, and I say that to say that they might take everything personally or or think that they're trying to come hard at them when in reality, it's a misunderstanding. It's not intentional. And also 
she sometimes or many times believes that everything is her fault, that she's done something because if she, because if she didn't do this, then this wouldn't have happened, right? And this is a, a constant voice in her head around um, her life and specifically her relationships. This, the hurt girl, she plays small, right? And she's played small for a while because it's helped to ensure her safety growing up, right? Uh, or in certain circles, whether it's in school and making sure that she's not being bullied, she doesn't take up enough space. And that's often because she doesn't necessarily kind of trust herself in understanding some of those relational dynamics. Um, so for that work, we really have to get down to like healing the inner child wounds because that mostly comes from that's playing small and making sure that things are safe and like people are probably a bit chaotic around her um, has translated into other relationships as well. And here's the thing about the hurt girl. She can be quite emotional. Emotions are not a bad thing, but when we don't regulate them or we don't have the skills to regulate them, then it can, it can start to not uh, be conducive to a successful relationship, right? Um, and with those emotions, uh, she lets them lead, which means that um, she's not able to um, really understand what she's doing and why she's doing it. And because of that kind of confusion, um, she doesn't really know how she feels because, or, or, or thinks because these em emotions can take over and kind of blind her to kind of where she's at in certain situations. So, um, and she'll, like I was saying before, I think similar to the nice girl, she'll also apologize for no reason. Yeah. And I feel like, and I think you said this before too, that the hurt girl has a lot of outbursts with the yeah. emotions, right? Yeah. She, it's, it's very hard for her to really manage and regulate her emotions. So this is really about managing her mindset. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. I truly believe that our thoughts create our feelings. And so oh, oftentimes yeah. certain things will happen and we'll have a certain thought that we will we will think is Bible, we will think is truth, right? Yep. And through that truth, we have a certain feeling that comes up. Yep. Oh, this guy didn't call me when he said he was gonna call me. All men are trash. I'm never gonna find anyone. Yep. I take yep. those as truth and then I feel really horrible about myself and my life, yep. right? Instead and then of saying- you have an action. If you oh, haven't worked on that, mm -hmm. yep. this guy didn't show up. Sucks yeah. for him. Oh, he's showing me who he is, right? Let me go on to the someone else who's going to, right? So this is about really managing her mindset above everything else. The other thing that I think is really important for the heart girl is talk, thinking about men because she thinks that they are dangerous based on her past experiences. And she does not trust them and she doesn't trust herself to be around them. So she will avoid them. She will run away. She will put herself in the game for 2.5 seconds and then get out immediately, right? She doesn't understand men. She doesn't understand men. So part of the work for her is also learning men, learning how they navigate the world, learning that they're not intentionally trying to hurt you for the most part, right? Oftentimes they're just really oblivious. <laughs> yeah, and, the, and also they're not all narcissists. No, They're, not at all. That's not a thing. Not all of us are the clinical narc like the way a psychologist would explain a narcissist. We're not dating a lot of those men. There, it's it's not happening. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The yeah. hurt girl um, also has uh, huge bouts with imposter syndrome. 
Mm, yep. Right. Where yeah, because she's playing small or she has been playing small, she it's hard for her to actually kind of level up and feel like she can take operate at a certain level. And this is also I have a lot of clients that um, are have ADHD. So the hurt girl is often um, if you have ADHD, you might be part of the hurt girl because some of these things that I'm saying are also aligned with, um, you know, having that. Um, so in terms of love, she's scared of it. Deep down inside, she yearns for it. She loves it. But she has trouble getting it out there and really putting herself out there in a full, full way. Right. Not the 50 percent. I'm talking about like 100 percent. Right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And have um, fun and have fun with that. Yep. Go ahead. Finish your thoughts. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, what else about the, num- the 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 hurt girl? The hurt girl um, allows herself to, I would say she numbs the pain, right? When certain things happen to her. So if something's not great, she'll numb it to get a sense of power and control. And that can look in a, look like a variety of different ways, whether it's gambling, sex, shopping, whatever it may be. Um, in terms of love, uh, I think that um, she has learn to be scared of men because the toxic relationship has been her father. And he's probably been angry, uh, abusive, um, maybe narcissistic. And so that has made her go small when he has gotten so big, right? And she's taking that to her adult relationship. So that's the nice girl, the hard girl, and the hurt girl. Yeah. Thank Let you for know which one you are, girl. Exactly. I was going to say, please, um, if you're like, wow, he was really speaking about me, I would just love to know. Um, and, and we can talk through that. So with that, I'm just looking at my notes to make sure that we um, pretty much got to everything that I wanted to. There's a few more, but we'll we'll go ahead and, and end on this. So I'm listening to this episode and I'm like, OK, I have work to do. <laughs> Work is good, though. Work is good. Yeah. Where would you suggest one starts in doing the work? Well, I think that we've given you a a good little uh, guide in terms of figuring out which girl you are. And we talked about some of the work that you may want to do, right? So for the nice girl, we talked about if you're the nice girl, right? It's about vulnerability. It's about speaking up. It's about boundaries, right? If you're the hard girl, it's about masculine, feminine energy, mastering, talking to men. It's also about vulnerability. Mm -hmm. If you're the hurt girl, it's about healing those inner childhood wounds. It's about managing your mindset and it's about understanding Mm -hmm. men. So um, if figuring out which one or which two you are and using those, those kind of themes to focus on, I think will be a really great first step for you all. Yeah. For that first step in reparenting yourself. Now, how can they get a hold of you? Um, again, you have a podcast, you have a website, you have a coaching program, all of that. So throw that out there. How yeah. uh, so, um, when you're finished listening to this awesome podcast, you can always yep. listen to my Get Your Guy Coaching Podcast. Uh, yep. We have episodes every week and we're talking about these topics and many more and a deeper level. And 
my website is www.getyourguycoaching.com. You can go on there if you want to book a call with me to talk about your love life. Uh, there's a free consultation button that you can press on the website and you can go from that. You can go there. And yeah, um, I'm always on uh, Instagram as well at getyourguy underscore coaching. Awesome. And of course, I'll put that all in the show notes. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I had to jump in here real quick to introduce you to Single You Merch. Yeah, that's right. Single You, the podcast. We have merch now. Yeah, because affirmations, they can be on something better than a post-it note on your mirror. Yeah, how about affirmations on your couch in the form of a throw pillow or on your bed in the form of a throw pillow for encouragement? Singleyou.shop for you to buy the single you merch, okay? You deserve it for picking you and breaking up with him. Christmas, New Year, Valentine's Day. Oh, totally your birthday. <gasps> your best friend or your best friend's birthday. <laughs> Simply because you want to encourage yourself, you want to encourage your best friend on any day that ends with Y. You can shop Single You merch right now at singleyou.shop. The link will be in the show notes. The throw pillows, what do they say on them? One says, happiness over history. Another, happily single. And another one says, sis, don't do all that healing just to date another broken man. Hashtag stay sharp. Yeah, that's on the pillow. And lastly, singleness is not a punishment. The throw pillows are available right now, just in time for Christmas. More to come, but do your shopping right now at singleyou.shop. Oh yeah, and one more disclaimer. I will never tell you I'm an expert in this area. I am just speaking from my lens and what I learned by being in an abusive relationship, by not knowing myself, by not having self-love for myself and not knowing how to set a boundary to save my life, girl. So just remember that I'm speaking from my lens. And after 18, 19 years of radio, September of 2020, I stepped down from my full-time radio job to focus on what God is calling me to do in this season. And this is it. I'm called to guide you, girl. I'm called to guide women who need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. That's what I'm here for. So if that's you, I want you to share this episode, especially if I say something that resonates with you. Share it with a girlfriend. Sharing is caring. Also, can you subscribe to this podcast? You will be notified once a new episode drops. So definitely subscribe and rate. Rate this podcast. Okay, please. I don't know if you know how much it actually helps like a host like me, an influencer, how much a rating, a share, a like helps us. So please help this small business owner, me, Rika, that's me, <laughs> by rating this podcast as well. Lastly, my intro. Here's a fun fact. It comes from my old morning show. I used to have this morning show on a station here in the Tri-Cities called Power 99.1. And my friend, my co-worker, one of the greats in production land, James Tyler, he had made that for me for my morning show, the Just Me Rika show. And I was like, yo... 
on my podcast. I need that intro back. <laughs> and he made it for me. So thank you for that intro. Thank you for the production, James Tyler. Uh, of course, it was inspired by Beyonce's Flawless. Yeah. All right, girl, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to Single You, the podcast. And we'll talk on the next episode.